Welcome to On Game with Fred Croner. Today, I'm joined by Jim Ackman, a longtime area coach in multiple sports, cross country and track and field primarily, and a school teacher for years at St. Joe Ogden, administrator at a number of different schools, which we'll talk a little bit about. Uh, uh, currently, the interim superintendent at, uh, at Christman High School down in Edgar County. Uh, Jim, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me, Fred. You know, I was thinking, you're one of these people, it seems like I've known forever and ever, and I, I think back, it was probably the early 1980s I met you, so it's probably been right around four decades, huh? Yeah, it's it's 40 years and counting, but, but <laughs> I guess we're, we're aging ourselves, both of us. I guess so. So I think that the things I said in the introduction, I think a lot of people know, but I bet a lot of people don't know that uh, you're a former coach for another fall sport, and it's not cross country, uh, it was football. So talk a little bit about uh, getting into football in the early years, and then what got you switched over from football to cross country? Yeah, I did coach football, I think, my first six years uh, at uh, St. Joe. I actually played a little bit of high school football, so it was not a sport that was totally unfamiliar to me. Uh, I coached uh, mainly at the freshman and sophomore levels uh, and, and had a lot of fun. Coached with Jerry Heardine, whom you know, uh, as, as well as Greg Jarman, whom you know. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was, uh, some of that was some of the most fun that, uh, that I've ever had as a, as a coach. Uh, there's just, uh, something about freshman boys that, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of, kind of pure in there, uh, that at least that time there was no peewee football. So they were new to the sport. Um, and just that uh, we had, we had some, we had some good athletes there for a couple of years in a row and, and, uh, yeah, just just had a lot of fun with that. So how'd you get from uh, football over into, into cross-country coaching then? Well, uh, I think Jerry and I, Greg, Greg Jarman, as you know, moved on, uh, got out of education, and then Jerry and I coached for a couple more years together, and I think I think stepped away from football about the same time. Uh, that would have been, I'm, I'm guessing, about 1986. I'm, I'm, I think I'm correct on the date and uh, was, was free in the fall uh, for a couple of years there. And then they had a, a cross country opening at Urbana. Uh, and I didn't know how that would work uh, as far as uh, teaching in one school and coaching in another, but felt like, uh, you know, if, if, uh, if I was gonna coach cross country, that was my opportunity. At that point in time, Rick Moore had been a long time coach at St. Joe and, and didn't give any indication that uh, he was going to give it up anytime soon. So I went to Urbana uh, and was there, I believe, for four years. And I think it was uh, prior to my last year at Urbana, uh, Rick Moore resigned right before the season started at St. Joe. And I, Dale Doring, who's AD at the time, reached out to me. Uh, and I didn't feel like it was good to leave Urbana in the lurch. And so Jerry Herodine uh, picked it up for at least a year, maybe two. Uh, and then he had a, a family situation that caused him to step away. And then I ended up uh, back uh, at St. Joe for the cross country piece, I believe it had been, uh, yeah, in the fall of 1990 and, and coached cross country there through uh, boy, now you're testing my memory. I, I think maybe 2001 or 2002, thereabouts. 
uh, and then and then actually was able to coach for one year uh, in in 2012 uh, while while holding the superintendent job at at St. Joe, which was which was kind of a, uh, an interesting stretch. But that was when we were between coaches, and I and I uh, was able to to transition. So. I don't all know what all that adds up to, but if you if you look at my total uh, track and, and cross country coaching experience at St. Joe, it was uh, somewhere along the lines of about 20, 22 years, I think. And the thing I wanted to point out is that in the early 90s, St. Joe, under your leadership, really got put on the state map. Uh, three straight years, state championships, back to back for the boys and one year for the girls in there. And then, you know, since then, I mean, St. Joe has continued to be one of the, the premier cross-country programs in the state. So I'd like to ask what, what kind of got things going? And then it's obviously, you know, not just one group of athletes that go through, uh, you know, for a four-year run when you have that kind of success for now closing in on 30 years where it's just always uh, seems like it's an outstanding tradition there. Well, I, I think that uh, definitely we had a good run of athletes uh, during those early 90s. You were around, you remember some of those kids. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it was the first time in, in my coaching tenure where I had the same athletes in the spring and now also in the fall. And so, and so those, those kids that were running cross country for me in the early 90s, they were still used to me and, and my expectations uh, because they ran track for me. And so I felt like that's when things really started to fall into place because now I was starting to see progression not just from year to year but I was starting to see progression from season to season and some of, some of our kids would have said that cross country was their favorite some of them would have said track was their favorite uh, it didn't matter to me because I convinced them that each uh, season or each sport helped help the other and I, I think that's when it really took off uh, I think I think St. Joe's been able to maintain that uh, because of uh Maybe, maybe tradition and, and also the coaching staff that's in place. If you look at Jason Retz, uh, there's no question in my mind that he will be in the Hall of Fame someday. He's already, he's already done enough at the state level and there's enough state trophies under his tutelage uh, that, that without anything else happening between now and the end of his career, he would have done enough. Uh, he just needs to have the 25 years experience uh, that's, that's part of the requirement. And I, and I think, uh, that that'll be a no brainer at some point in time. Uh, Jason, uh, is one of my guys, as you may know, uh, he ran for me, I think graduated in 01, uh, was one of those, uh, athletes that wasn't necessarily, uh, an exceptional talent, but just a good hardworking kid that, that figured it out. And, uh, and, uh, I think took a lot of what he, gained uh, under our tutelage and, and has put his own spin on it uh, and, and uh, has continued to have success. And I would have to tell you that that's, that's been very gratifying for me to see one of my former athletes have success at that level. Uh, I, I suppose uh, it's, it's uh, the, same, the same pride that a parent feels in a, in a child when they, when they have success. And, and so to to, uh, to see that continued has just been very, very gratifying and very humbling at the same time. 
was Jason one as he was coming through that you kind of looked at and said, hey, someday this kid's going to make a good coach or not? Um, I don't know that I, I, I don't know that if you would have told me that, that that would have been a surprise, but by the same token, I don't know that I, that I would have predicted it, especially early on. He, I don't remember it, but he tells a story every now and then when I, when I kicked him out of practice because he wasn't listening. Uh, and, and apparently that made a, a big impression on him as far as, as far as uh, doing what your coach asks and, and trusting the process and taking care of details. We, we laugh about it now. Uh, I, think, I think later on, especially as he got into college, uh, I, I began to, to see that kind of potential in him. Uh, so uh, again, I don't know that I would have predicted it, but it's certainly not a surprise. I think a year or two you got back uh, involved with St. Joe Cross Country as a volunteer coach. Uh, tell me a little bit about what a volunteer coach is. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's been interesting. You may know that I coached uh, cross country at the junior college level at uh, DACC for five years and, and had a great experience. Uh, but because I've taken on the role of uh, being a part-time interim superintendent here at Chrisman, uh, it, it really became too much of a time stretch. I, I just felt like I wasn't, I wasn't being able to fully commit to, uh, to either, to be honest with you. Uh, and so I, I let that go. And as, and as soon as Jason found out that I wasn't going to be coaching that fall, he said, well, great. Uh, then you'll be able to come help us. And I said, well, wait a minute. I said, I just, I just stepped out of this because I felt like it was, it was too much of a, of a time drag. I said, I, I don't think I could promise you any more than, than a couple of days a week. And he said, well, that's, he said, that's more than what we've got you now. And so uh, that was that, I guess that first year would have been last year, have been the fall of, of, of 2020, which was the kind of modified COVID season. Uh, but I, I really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and it's, it's, it's nice, it's nice to be able to uh, kind of show up and coach on your own schedule um, and, and not have the, the headache of a head coach and every once in a while I'll be able to throw in my two cents and, and still feel like I'm making a, a positive difference aside from, aside from driving the bus. I was going to say, he probably wouldn't have a bus driver, right? To take the, take well, I, I was driving the bus a lot for him anyway, so it just it was kind of a and, and I think that's part of what he used to, to uh, the gentle arm twisting. He says, you know, you're, you're driving a lot of these meets anyway. You might as well, you might as well come out a couple of times a week and, and, uh, and lend some coaching expertise when you can. So I want to talk a little bit about the uh, St. Joe season opener in cross country down at Paris at the Doc Acklin uh, Memorial Invitational. Tell right. me about why that is special for you and, and what that particular meet means and, and that honor as well. Well, as you can tell by the name of it, it was named for my dad. Uh, he was a long time, well, he, he, was, he was a Paris guy. He was born in Paris. He was raised in Paris. Uh, after uh, graduating medical school, he went back and, and spent his whole uh, medical career practicing in Paris, was always a big supporter and booster of Paris athletics. And uh, of course, was a big fan of track and field and cross country. Uh, as you may know, uh, he ran on some state championship teams for Ernie Evelyn back in the late 1940s. He ran on, on two state championship teams, as a matter of fact, and was very, 
very gifted athlete. Uh, was an All-Stater his junior and senior year. Uh, and so uh, uh, he had done so much for all of the Paris programs as far as uh, being the unofficial team doctor for various sports uh, and, and giving free physicals and, and all that sort of thing, that when he passed in 2015, there's a group of folks down there that thought that a great way to honor his memory would be to start this cross-country event uh, in his honor. And the proceeds every year go to fund uh, two scholarships uh, one one senior boy and one senior girl who are going into a medically related uh, profession. And my mother and I, who's still living, uh, get to be part of that selection process each year. So that's been that's been fun. But as far as the, the meet itself, uh, that's always a fun day. It's always kind of an emotional day. Um, I, I, I never get to watch as much cross country as I would like because, uh, again, that's where I was raised and I've got a lot of people uh, wanting to talk to me. And so I, I, I spend that time talking with them. Uh, so, so I'm, I'm kind of aware of, of what's going on as, as far as races, but I don't get to get dialed into the actual cross country part of that as much as I might, if I were at the Cal Chip Classic, for example. You know, beyond the, the accomplishments of your dad as an athlete, when you were coaching, he was at practically every meet, or at least I should say practically every meet I was at, which was quite a few of them. Yeah, he was he was at, I think, almost every Saturday meet and, and a lot of the, uh, lot of the uh, meets during the week as well. Uh, he was a Paris Tiger through and through, but he had a big collection of, of St. Joe gear and, uh, and loved, loved to... Uh, uh, and my mom, my mom mentioned just recently that was such a special time because they were, they were uh, probably about my age now or a little bit younger and, and were healthy and and uh, could could be the be the fans uh, had had a lot of adopted grandsons and granddaughters so to speak on on the teams and and just uh, uh, never never a dull moment with with Doc there you know he he would always manage to get them stirred up in some way, shape or form. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of good memories of, of uh, him being the super fan at the St. Joe cross country meets. So beyond the, the tangible uh, rewards, you know, the plaques, the championships, what, what are some of the, the rewards you've gotten from coaching? What, what has that meant to you uh, to have been involved for so long? Uh, I, I, I would have to say relationships that you form uh, when, when you, when you have, when you have uh, students and athletes that will um, seek you out uh, decades later, um, Brian Allen, for example, was in town early part of August, and he's not usually in town for very long. He lives in California, and I'm very, um, I'm very cognizant of the of the time that he has, and and usually we we get together for at least one evening. Uh, we got a little bit of a run in. I even I even twisted his arm and got him to go in and, and talk to the current St. Joe team. And it was interesting because uh, he was about 10 years ahead of, of Jason Retz. They both ran for me. I didn't realize they'd never met. Uh, in my mind, it's all one continuum and every kid knows every other kid that's ever run for me. So that was kind of, that was kind of a special opportunity. Um, I've, given, I've given a couple eulogies uh, of, of former athletes. In fact, I gave one just this past weekend. Um, 
that's never easy, but I, I feel like it's important. Um, and when you hear uh, spouses say things like, you will never know uh, what you meant uh, to my husband as a coach and as a mentor now as a friend, um, that's very powerful. Uh, and, and that's, like I said, it's all relationships. Uh, th those are the things that you remember. Uh, I go to cross country meets and occasionally I'll run into one of my former cross country teammates from now over 40 years ago. And, and uh, that's, that's, that's special stuff long after you've forgotten about the individual races and the results. I want to switch gears uh, from talking about the, the running sports to talking about a longtime St. Joe coach, Dick Duvall, who passed yes. recently. Um, you know, just a, a gentleman in every sense of the word. And, and I think, you know, they always say hindsight is, is twenty twenty, but how great was it that whoever was in charge decided to do the dedication of the field at the football scrimmage instead of waiting for the, the first game because Coach Duvall died uh, the day before the, the, the home opener. So talk a little bit about your association with Dick over the years. Sure. I, I remember very distinctly when he was hired. Um, I, I think his first fall was either 88 or 89, if memory serves me correct. I'd been there for, you know, eight or nine years, uh, St. Joe football, uh, even though I was part of it for a, a number of years at the JV level, at the varsity level, it, it, it had fallen on some hard times, uh, you know, sort of a revolving door of coaches during the, the time I was there. Uh, the principal at the time made it very clear that he was hired as a math teacher first and the fact that he could coach football that was was a bonus as far as he was concerned um, and and the interesting part of that uh, is that he was a heck of a math teacher it was it was interesting because I taught right across the hall from him for a number of years and then took a couple of administrative jobs and then uh, was able to uh, observe him teaching when I came back as an administrator, because I like to get in the classrooms and he just, he just blew me away. I thought, holy cow, there was this guy that was teaching right across the hall from me for all those years. And, and I, he had a reputation to be a, being a good teacher. I, I didn't know to what level until I actually had the opportunity to, as a superintendent, to be that fly in the wall and stand in the back of the classroom and watch. And that was one of the things that was very gratifying for me coming back as a superintendent and being able to get into some of those Rockstar teachers types of type of classrooms. So I, I would have to I would I would be remiss if I didn't mention his his teaching ability, even though he was obviously known for his coaching ability. You you asked earlier on uh, about you know what is it that got St. Joe cross country going. What I should have also mentioned is that is that the the first state championship game that they went to, which I. I'm going to say it was the fall of 89. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm correct on that. Uh, I think that really opened eyes uh, in the community and in the school community from the standpoint that the students began to realize that being able to compete on a high level at state is not some just pie in the sky idea. This is something that is possible for us. And I really felt like, like, 
that opened the door for uh, a lot of other teams to have success later on. Uh, our girls won a state title in 1990. Uh, you can't do the experiment over, but I'm not sure that we win that state title if the boys football team had not played in the state final in 1989. Uh, and I've shared that with some, but uh, that, that probably needs to get out there more often. Well, and then of course the boys started their two-year run the, the following year in, in 91 as state champions. So, I mean, you, you just really had a, a great run to get things going there with the cross country in the early nineties. Yeah, we had, we had some good athletes and I would say at the time it was a very, it was a very, very hardworking group of athletes. And, and I, at the time I thought, well, that's, that's the, the key of their success. And certainly that's, that's a huge key with, with cross country. I'm very fond of saying it's a, it's a uh, more of a conditioning sport than a skill sport. But as time went by, I began to realize that uh, just, just as important with that group is that that was, that was bar none the most competitive group that I've ever coached. And I'm, and I'm talking about those 91 boys uh, who, who uh, went on to win the title 92, not, not the exact same team, but the core of the team was back. And they were able to win that, uh, that state title in 92. Uh, that that 91 team was very interesting because it got to the point where I was just coaching by subtle suggestion. Uh, they, they I, I was probably arguably over coaching them at the beginning because I knew what I had and they were frustrated and I was frustrated. And I finally just kind of backed off and said, hey, just go out there and run and have fun. And it was like I lifted the weight of the world off of their over their shoulders and I remember telling the assistant coach at the time well I can see what my role is and he says what's that and I said well to drive the bus and then get them to the starting line on time <laughs> and it was probably a little more involved than that but uh, uh, if, if you got time I'll share one other interesting story I can remember the regional that year um, we had we had we were about eight or ten deep that year and we had our, our number five man's father call me the morning of the regional and said that um, uh, my son is sick. He's not going to be able to compete. I said, that's fine. And so leave him home. He can still run in a sectional. We'll, we'll put our number eight man in there. Uh, we put our number eight man and we still went uh, one through seven on the field, uh, which, is, which is, is tough in any regional in any year. Uh, Lou, Lou Engel was covering it that day, and I can remember him interviewing Brian Allen and Ricky Walden immediately after the race because they had tied for first. And he said, "What was what was your goal uh, in this in this meet?" And they both at the same time said to to go one through seven on the field. Uh, the, the backstory of that is that uh, that earlier that week uh, we happened to be out on a on a recovery run and I was able to I was fit enough I was able to run with them at the time and told them that Fred Fred Guyatt whom you remember from Paxton uh had he they were the regional hosts he he had called and he thought that we had the potential to go one through seven on the field and and I just I I just that's all I said I just kind of laid that little carrot out there didn't say anything more about it but they internalized that uh and 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 ran ran away with it at that regional meet and so when I say coaching by suggestion, that's, that's 
at, at that point in the season, literally what it was. Hmm. Wow. Well, a couple more questions and I'll let you go. I know, you know, over the years, you, you've been at different places. You mentioned uh, Danville Community College, where you coached cross country for uh, five years. And then you, you've worked at Shiloh, now at Chrisman. Seems like you always kind of find your way back to involvement at St. Joe. T talk about what that school and what that community means to you. Well, yeah, that's a great question, Fred. You know, I've, I've lived there all my adult life, uh, either in St. George or in Ogden since uh, the fall of, of 1979. And so it's the point where uh, you, the connections and relationships run so deep. Uh, the, the, the athletes that are on Jason's team now, they're probably, I'm, I'm not looking at the list, but they're probably at least six athletes on that team whose parents I have had in class or as an athlete or both uh, over my coaching tenure. And so that's a lot of fun because I, I get to talk to those folks at, at meets, you, you know, you know, not just uh, parents, but grandparents and siblings and aunts and uncles. Um, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty special place. I, I was, I was uh, at the Paris meet and talking to the hospital administrator who I've known for decades. And he came up to me at, at the end when I was getting ready to go. And, and, and he, he said he had just for the last few minutes, just stood there and watched my interaction with uh, a, a lot of St. Joe folks, a lot of them who was my former, my former students and had commented that, that, uh, you know, he could tell that there, that was a pretty special bond. I said, well, yeah, I, you know, I've, I've been there forever. And so I, I've got roots in Edgar County. I've, I've got roots in Paris. That's where I was raised, but uh, St. Jogden is home. I mean, it's just, there's, there's no other way around it. That's, that's where my heart is. One other question then I'll let you go. And this is totally off the topic of sports, but I think it was about five or six years ago, uh, you did a workshop where the topic was uh, dealing with the media in time of crisis, which I think is probably kind of a, <laughs> a, a, a topic at this particular time. Uh, talk a little bit about that workshop. And is that something you see bringing back and, uh, and, and presenting again? Uh, if, if I remember right, um, that might've been, I'm trying to think if that was part of a, maybe an IASA where they asked me to give a, a brief, a brief presentation. Um, I, I've been through enough, most superintendents that have been in the business for any length of time, you, you, you experience, you experience enough that you become an expert in what you've experienced. And, and so I've, I've tried to share uh, some of those uh, that would hopefully be helpful to others. Um, I've not seen anything quite like this COVID. And, and I think the frustrating part for all of us is that, is that we don't see an end to it. There's just no light at the end of the tunnel. You know, everybody thought, well, you get vaccinated and, and that's, gonna, that's gonna tamp things down. And, and then the vaccination rate leveled off. And, and here we are talking about mitigations again, and we're back in masks. Um, Everybody is very frustrated. I, today was a work day for me today, and I, I can sense that there's a lot of frustration with, with all of all of the staff. Um, and so, if if you're asking if I've got any uh, words of wisdom, <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not sure that I do. Um, 
uh, other than other than this, I and I've, I I've believed in this, and I I think I think if if there's any advice I could give, it would be this: if if you're faced with what's uh, a tough decision, if if you if you recommend or decide your path based on what's best for kids, I think ultimately you'll make the right decision. It still might not be an easy decision, but I think the, I think the answer at least becomes more clear cut. That's, that's, that's about as much as I've got as far as navigating the global pandemic for school superintendents. Well, I'd like to say there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel, but uh, I think you're, you're right. It's probably uh, quite a while before we get to the end of that tunnel. So I, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, Jim, before I let you go, anything else you'd like to add today? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I, I appreciate the opportunity to, to reminisce a little bit. Uh, you know, it's interesting. You're talking about those state teams from the early 90s. That's that's 30 years ago or more. It certainly doesn't seem that long. But uh, I guess if you if you do the math, it, 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 it does. So uh, just uh, just. Uh, uh, Time is fleeting, so so savor it while you've got it, I suppose. Absolutely. Yep. We've been talking with uh, Jim Ackman today, a, a longtime uh, coach and administrator at St. Joe Ogden, uh, currently assistant uh, volunteer coach at uh, St. Joe for cross country, bus driver, and uh, interim superintendent down at Christman. So, Jim, we've enjoyed talking to you today. Thanks a bunch, Fred. We'll be in touch. Yep. You have a great day.